Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Stephanie Centarpio. Hooray! Thank Thank you! Thank you! Today we will be discussing chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The First Task. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to stroll into the details. (laughs) Before we begin, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit stuff. I need this on my Tootsie. Yes! Same here. You're going to be strolling along in me. Hey! Oh! (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, okay, so we, like, know pretty much zero details so far, but Vans and Harry Potter are collaborating. The part that got me the most excited when I clicked on this link was, like, legitimately there is the Wizarding World logo yeah. attached with yeah. the Vans logo, and I was like, this is legit and real, it's happening. And the, um, Oops. the, shoot, what is it? <laughs> The subtitle of the photo said, something magical is coming. Yeah. So you know that Ravenclaws, you're not going to get your colors correct. So. Yeah, sorry. Uh. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. It says that the website appears to indicate that the brand will be coming out with footwear and other products inspired by the four Hogwarts houses. What else um, does Vans make? They make like backpacks, backpacks socks, t-shirts, yeah. socks. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. It's going to be good. None of these things will I be purchasing. I Lies. bet they'll have, like, I will. different no, leases. And... I don't... I, I refuse to buy anything that's not official colors anymore because I don't want it. It's not correct. I don't blame you. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I got, though. It's done. Weekly profit. Over. <laughs> that's all they gave us yeah we don't know any information yet they didn't even say like a date as to when it was going to be announced like more info just coming soon i tried there's nothing yeah nothing it's nothing. like a it's like a teaser trailer if you will it's like taylor swift the past three weeks i hope they come out Longer. for summertime yeah Ooh, that's a good weekly profit taylor swift has new music Ooh. Yes. <laughs> that's not harry potter related decline <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. Somebody in the Discord chat just sent a picture of the shoes, the shoes YouTube video. This is oh my god, shoes. 
Did I just make you watch that? Yeah. Yeah, she'd never seen it before, so I made her watch it like within the last four weeks. I was like, you have to watch this video then. Oh my god, it's so funny. Shit. 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 Issues are $500. (laughs) So funny. Oh my god. Yes, ma'am. It's breakout time. (laughs) Oh Oh my god, that was amazing. (laughs) Oh my god, recap. Oh my god. Let's do some recaps. All right, so Rita Skeeter is still at it. That was really good, Katie. Thank you. Can you do the whole recap in that voice? Rita Skeeter is still at it. Instead of writing an article about the four champions, she basically did a full and inaccurate story of Harry. Him and Hermione suffer some pretty terrible bullying. A first task of getting closer and closer. Oh, my God. And Hagrid clues Harry in. <laughs> he has to fight a dragon. To top it all off, his quick visit with Sirius in the fire in the Gryffindor common room is interrupted by a snooping Weasley. Oh my god, get out. And Harry goes to bed fuming. <laughs> you might be better than Florence. I'm like really hot right now. <laughs> I think that's the bravest you've ever been on this podcast. Oh. God. Oh my God, Katie. Oh my God, Rita. Katie. I was gonna, I was gonna try to do Florence, but I was like, no, no, that needs to be its own thing. She needs her time to shine. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Somebody um, asked, "What's her name?" Ha ha ha. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys I, name it. I want to just point out, someone tweeted at us that they counted, I think, in the last or second to last episode, how many all right so's we did, and they oh, counted yeah. 23. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. So don't, don't drink to that, because you would die. Yeah. And that's, that's your liver, and wouldn't thank you, and neither would we, so don't do it. <laughs> Going on to summarize the chapter. The next morning, Harry gets to tell Hermione all the new things he learned, and they... Try to think of how to make sure he doesn't die on Tuesday, which is a good plan. Uh, Harry gets to tell Cedric all of his secrets, or at least one, um, and finds out a way to help himself in the first task by Judy. What up, girl? Uh, even though you're not a girl. Harry needs to summon the strength to win the first task and has Hermione help him. He needs a lot of help, which we know. So, it's time for the first task. And Harry gets to go last, because, you know, save the best for last. And that's why I always go last. You're welcome. (laughs) And finds out what dragon he has to battle with. Sort of. So, everyone makes it through the task alive, thank the Lord, and with all their limbs. Woohoo! Ron realizes he's been a bit of a git, uh, but so is Harry. They kiss and make up. (laughs) And he ends up tied. Yep. (laughs) He ends up tied with Crumb and leaves the task happier than he's been in weeks. Yes, I'm ready for the turnaround. About time, Harry. I like it. Yes. Okay. Harry wakes up on Sunday morning and he is not paying attention to anything that he's doing. When you have nerves like this, I feel like it's so accurate. Mm -hmm. It took him about a minute to realize that he was trying to put his hat onto his foot. So. (laughs) And not his show. So. Oh my god. 
Once he's dressed properly, he heads into the Great Hall to find Herm at the Gryffindor table, and she's eating breakfast with Ginny. Hello, wife. Right. <laughs> Harry happy feels... wife, happy wife. That's right. But he feels too sick to eat. So he politely waits until Hermione's done, but then he quickly drags her off when she is done to the school grounds to have a conversation. And then he spills the tea. Dragons. And a serious convo with Sirius. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Hermione is alarmed by what Sirius was saying about Karkaroff and the dragons. But dragons were the most pressing problem. Because they're trying to keep them alive, right? Until at least Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hard because he's Harry Potter. So it's really hard to keep him alive all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. No wonder Truth. Snape's crabby all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's his purpose in life right now, right? Is to protect Harry Potter, and this kid puts himself in every dangerous obstacle he could possibly manage. It is pretty annoying. He didn't so, put himself there in his defense, though. That's true. Harry and Hermione walk around the lake three times. Delay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're brainstorming about how Harry could only use a simple spell to subdue the dragon because Sirius said it would be something simple. But nothing was coming up for them. And when you're thinking about it, like simple spells for dragons don't exist. And they do, but they don't. Because Harry is, should be thinking about what he saw in the forest with all the, you know, people subduing the dragons and trying to keep them like hush hush and even the library was nothing of use all the books talked about like taking care of dragons and Harry goes this is no good this is for nutters like Hagrid who want to keep them healthy (laughs) (laughs) it says in one of the books dragons are extremely difficult to slay owing to the ancient magic that imbues their thick hides which none but the most powerful spells can penetrate and Harry, once again, is confused. He's like, but Sirius said a simple spell would do it. So you can obviously see he has no clue what to do right now. And that has to be frustrating because when you think about these tasks, like, he knows it's dragons. It's not a mystery anymore. And he knows how powerful and harmful a baby dragon can be. So can you even imagine, like, how afraid, like, he is right now? I know. Especially because he's seen him and, like, they're huge and they yeah. breathe yes. fire and like <laughs> all these masses of people were having a hard time controlling the one that yeah. he ends up fighting right oh my gosh so harry ends up throwing aside the book called i love this men who love dragons too much <laughs> <laughs> written by ruby Hagrid. <laughs> i don't know but i was like i wonder if this book is like for relationships where like maybe I don't know. People's partners are obsessed with dragons. I don't know. <laughs> well, it makes like, me ha- think of... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It just reminds me of um, Aberforth, because he's real into goats. Oh my god. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm pretty sure it even said somewhere, like, that... Um, I don't know if it was articles written about it, but people were like, uh, he might be too into them. Like, it's suspicious. So, maybe people are too into dragons. They like to keep things hot. Oh my my gosh. gosh. (laughs) 
I like a hat. <laughs> I'm going to say something very cool. Notice the star. Harry then began to flick. Could you hear that? I could. <laughs> <laughs> Through various spell books, trying to find something still. Dragonhide is so thick that not much is going to be able to get through it. Basically, Harry's lack of magical schooling experience was starting to get to them. And that's not his fault because he's not supposed to be in the tournament anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing how much he's lacking and how far behind he is. And it's completely not his fault. And Hermione's running through these books and she's like talking so much and she's shooting off facts and da 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 da. And he gets so irritated with her and he goes, Hermione, Harry said through gritted teeth. Will you shut up for a bit, please? I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> Poor Hermione. <laughs> but, like, I can uh, see that. Like, sometimes yeah. you just start, like, rattling things off. And she's nervous, too, now that she knows. Right. Yeah, I agree. just wanted to read a little bit from the chapter. It says, but all that happened when Hermione fell silent was that Harry's brain filled with a sort of blank buzzing, which didn't seem to allow room for concentration. He stared hopelessly down at the index of basic hexes for the busy and vexed. Instant scalping, but dragons had no hair. Pepper breath, that would probably increase the dragon's firepower. Horn tongue, just what he needed to give it an extra weapon. (laughs) And then here comes Victor Crumb. And Hermione's immediately annoyed. And she's like, I wonder why he can't just read on his ship. And I said, because he ships Herm and Crumb. That's why. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's what you should have said was that no, his that's ship what is I with you. Said. Or me, no. you know. Yeah. Would have been better. Would it have? You got crickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert cricket noise here. No. <laughs> Harry barely got any Harry? <laughs> Harry barely got any sleep that night. And Monday rolled around and he was so nervous that he literally considered running away from Hogwarts. Which is crazy because Hogwarts is life, right? He That's finished so his bacon and I said, Yum with difficulty though, because his throat wasn't working properly. He is so nervous, can't even eat bacon. That's some nerves because I could eat bacon at all times. And then he sees Cedric, and a light bulb kind of goes off in his head, and he's like, uh-oh, Cedric doesn't know. Cedric doesn't know that oh. dragons are the first <laughs> Get out of my head! Were you really thinking that, too? Yes. <laughs> I'm not even lying. But he's like, Cedric definitely doesn't know about it, but <laughs> Madame Maxime and Karkaroff know, so of course, Crumb and Floor know. <laughs> floor. Oh my god, I can't Did stand you see a row floor? <laughs> Is her sister's name Ceiling? Yes. As a matter of fact. So Harry takes off after him, and he waits until there's a good chance to catch him alone, but there really wasn't because he was surrounded by all these girls that had been kind of mocking Harry out for the past however long, couple of weeks. So Mr. Potter uses Diffendo, and that spell splits Cedric's bag. And then there's actually a Pottermore profile on this. So it is the severing charm, which can be used to cut absolutely anything. The spell will slash or cut someone or something. So you have to be careful when you use this, because you can cut somebody. They try to use Defendo on the Horcrux in the seventh book, but it obviously doesn't work, but I'm pretty sure that they try it. 
They don't know, so it's a good thought. <laughs> Worth yeah. a shot. Well, this is good. Her- it says, famous moment a wizard or witch uses it. It says, Hermione uses Diffendo on Ron to free him from being bound by a Death Eater. Ooh. Where you go, Herm? Right, I know Ron uses it on his dress robes. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. Uh, Lace do, off. Do, oh, Harry actually uses it to crack the ice to get the locket. Mm. So now that Cedric's bag <laughs> is split, he's like, no, just go to class without me. As only Cedric would, right? He wants to clean up his own stuff. So Cedric's alone, and Harry can approach him with this information. So wasting no time, like literally, cuts to the chase and says flat out, Cedric, the task is dragons. And Cedric's like, what? <laughs> and he just stares at him. Well, I mean, it's just out of nowhere. So I can imagine he's like, first of all, are you lying to me? Probably. Right. Because <laughs> there's so much cheating in this game. Like, he has to know. Like, it's pretty cutthroat. Literally. It's pretty defendo throat. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. You're welcome. Megan. <laughs> Just looks at her. <laughs> so, Harry saw some of the panic that he had been feeling since Saturday flickering in Cedric's gray eyes. And he goes, are you sure? And Harry's like, dead sure. I've seen them. And Cedric, being the super puff that he is, wonders how Harry knows and that they're not supposed to know. So he's like, listen, we're not supposed to know these things. Like, it's just to be fair. And then... He asked him how he knows, right? And Harry, being a Gryffindor, says, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me questions. Seriously, such a Gryffindor thing. Like, don't worry how I know, I just know. (laughs) And I like this, because he goes, well, I think Cedric asked Harry why he's telling me. He goes, it's just fair, isn't it? We all know now, we're on even footing, aren't we? And I said, well done, Harry, well done. And then we hear, clunk, clunk, clunk. Hey, Judy. (laughs) And he's like, Harry, come into my office. And he's apprehensive because he's supposed to be in herbology. And he's like, oh, did you just hear me telling him about dragons? I'm not supposed to know. Hagrid's going to get in trouble. And so Cedric goes back to class. And Harry goes into Judy's office. And Harry actually questions if Judy would turn him into a ferret. Do you think Moody's still been doing this? Judy's still been doing that? I hope not, because I, I think don't that's think awful. so. Okay. He probably just has it in his head because of the whole well, Draco thing. thing. Mm, probably. But he said that it would be tougher for a dragon to see him if he was a ferret, so why not? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Silver linings. Judy says that what Harry did was a very decent thing. And then it goes into kind of like recapping the office for Defense Against the Dark Arts. So, the book says, he had visited this office under two of its previous occupants. In Professor Lockhart's day, the walls had been plastered with beaming, winking pictures of Professor Lockhart himself. (laughs) When Lupin had lived here... Yeah? Do you think that his portraits are now confused? Oh! I love that. Dude, that's so freaking sick. And yes, I do. That oh, that's so really... sad. They probably have no idea what's happening. They probably don't know who they are. They just know they're supposed to smile brightly and wink. 
But think about being like a portrait that like moves and talks and stuff, but you don't like even know. I don't well, know. The whole thing now is I like wanna... too much to think of. Now I want to change my answer though, because doesn't the portrait capture that moment in time with the knowledge and facts that that person knows then? But like, how sad would it be for them to like all be together, like saying a big portrait, having a chat with each other, and talking about the fact that their actual human that they're like a portrait of doesn't know them? I don't know. Maybe oh. part of Lockhart's therapy at Mungo's is to talk to all his portraits. Oh my god! <laughs> to remember who he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry to get us off track. It just no, that's okay. In my head, and I knew I wasn't going to remember it. No, I changed my mind on that one. See how quickly I can bounce from thought to thought. (laughs) It's your prerogative. That's right, babe. All right. So when Lupin had lived there, you were more likely to come across a specimen of some fascinating new dark creature that he had procured for them to study in class. Now, however, the office was full of a number of exceptionally odd objects that Harry supposed Moody had used in the days when he had been an Auror. On his desk stood what looked like a large cracked glass spinning top. Harry recognized it at once as a sneakoscope because he owned one himself, though it was much smaller than Moody's. In the corner on a small table stood an object that looked something like an extra squiggly golden television aerial It was humming slightly. What appeared to be a mirror hung opposite of Harry on the wall, but it was not reflecting the room. Shadowy figures were moving around inside it, none of them clearly in focus. And I said, all the items are dark detectors. And I think he has so many is because he's paranoid. Mm -hmm. Not just as Moody would be, but as Barty Crouch Jr. is right now. Can you imagine how on edge he is all the time? Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> Never being able to relax. We should have named Minnie Moody. She is Moody. I know. Um, I was going to say that I bet you the shadowy figures are probably just like all of the Hogwarts professors, but none of them are in focus right now because they're like not in immediate danger. Because right now it's detecting Judy's um, enemies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's why it says that, like, the sneakoscope is always spinning. Well, yeah, because he's surrounded by his enemies right now. So, like, those items are legitimately working for Judy. I always figured the sneakoscope was spinning because he's Because of deceiving. him. Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it works either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realistically. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Well, let's, let's get into it because I have the quote right here and we can talk about it. I just hit my mic, so sorry. What's that, Harry asked, pointing to a squiggly golden aerial. Sorry. I was waiting for you. It's okay. (laughs) Secrecy sensor vibrates when it detects concealment and lies. No use here, of course. So it's going. No use here, of course. Too much interference with students in every direction lying about why they haven't done their homework. BS, bro. It's doing that because of you. Been humming ever (laughs) since I got here. Yeah, because of you. So I had to disable my sneakoscope because it wouldn't stop whistling. Yeah, because of you. <laughs> it's extra sensitive. Picks up of stuff about a mile around. Just kidding. It's you. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> it could be picking up more than kid stuff. Yeah, you. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> he added in a growl. And what's the mirror for? Oh, that's my faux glass. See them out there skulking around? I'm not really in trouble until I see the whites of their eyes. And that's when I open my trunk. He let out a short, harsh laugh and pointed to the large trunk under the window. 
It had seven keyholes in a row. Harry wondered what was in there until Moody's next question brought him sharply back to Earth. And I said, what in the actual garbage Moody's in there? Save him, save him. True. Yeah, Harry, what are you doing? Yeah. So, oh my God. conversation. I bet you he says that whenever he starts to see them, he opens his trunk because that must mean that he needs to collect hairs and stuff like that from Moody to make more polyjuice potion or something because like his his um concealment might be wearing off. Maybe. I, I don't know. Huh. Okay. Huh. Who's finished this book this time around? I have. Anybody? Bueller? Okay. Yeah. So at uh, after uh, Judy takes Harry from the maze and he goes up there, doesn't Harry notice in the faux glass that the whites are showing? Because Dumbledore realizes. I believe so, yes. I'm going to look that up while uh, you go, Megan, because I'm about to finish my section here. Okay. I'm going to do a little perusing because I want to. I, I think I'm right, but I'm not sure. The conversation goes back to dragons. Judy tells him that he's cheating that sorry that cheating is a traditional part of the tournament and harry says that he didn't cheat it was an accident that he found out about the dragons technically Hagrid cheated madame maxime and karkaroff only wanted to win at whatever cost they want to beat my dumble to prove that he's just human well guess what he's not he's an angel oh my god that's pushing (laughs) it there tiffany i love him judy asks him if he knows how he's going to get past the dragon yet and he basically pushes him towards uh, revelation if you will. He says play to your strengths and without missing a beat Harry says that he doesn't have any. It's like come on Harry and I'm going to say a curse because it's in the book so don't get mad at me but truth (laughs) be told Harry is quote a damn good flyer. He is. He is though and it says I love this moment in the movie where Judy says that he's allowed a wand. He goes, but you're allowed a wand. Because <laughs> <laughs> Harry is like, I can't take my broom. It's like, yeah, we know. Do the charm that you're supposed to be practicing. So Harry did some math in his head and he realized that he was a good flyer. <laughs> and he could use his wand to get his broom. And now he needs Hermione. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say the next word so that that does not go in the you box. You did already. You just did. You said you did. I did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her face. <laughs> it's part of our lives Whatever. now. Moody's suggestion of the summoning charm lights a fire under Harry's butt and he begs Hermione to help him. And she's like, uh, dude, I've been trying. <laughs> but... He's grateful that she's going to help him out. And of course, in Harry fashion, he only has a day to learn a summoning charm perfectly. Would he do it any other way? No. Um, So they don't have lunch and they find an empty classroom to practice in. But Harry is having trouble concentrating. (laughs) And I (laughs) I love this. It's like he says Akio and then just a big dragon just pops up in his head and then he can't concentrate anymore because all he's thinking about is the dragon. And, and as we know with the lesson with Hermione, the biggest thing with Akio is concentration. So he mm. can't concentrate on what he needs to bring to him. So it just keeps like falling halfway through on its way to him. Um, and I, I imagine that's how it is inside his head. Just like Akio, a big dragon. And then the rock falls. So poor Harry. 
Um, Hermione says, concentrate, Harry, concentrate. What do you think I'm trying to do? He said angrily. A great big dragon keeps popping up in my head for some reason. Okay, try again. And I think that this is, this just like makes me smile because he's frustrated, obviously, that he can't get it, but he is so determined right now. Like, I feel like normally, in any other situation, Harry would give up on this. (laughs) Yeah. And he would just be like, eh, it'll come eventually. But, like, he knows that this is his only shot, really, to, like, make it out of this um, task. His life kind of depends on it. Yeah, pretty much. Literally. Um, So Harry wanted to skip divination, like, ready to skip it in a heartbeat. But Hermione, like, point blank refused to skip arithmancy. So he said that there's no use in staying without Hermione there. So he went to divination. And Professor Trelawney spent the entire class talking about the position of Mars with relation to Saturn at that moment, and it meant that people born in July were in great danger of sudden, violent deaths. And Harry says, Well, that's good, said Harry loudly, his temper getting the better of him. Just as long as it's not drawn out, I don't want to suffer. Oh, Harry... So I found, I wondered if I could, like, look up what the actual correlation, uh, this is, like, some Sarah stuff right here, but I wondered if I could look up the, like, the actual positioning of Mars and Saturn, like, on that date, but I couldn't really find it. But I did find some cool information on Saturn and astrological birth charts in some Harry Potter wikis that I was looking at. So, with Saturn... Sorry, it's loading. I should have had this up already. Um, oh, it's okay, because I have my thing. Okay, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so it says, over his shoulder, fog- foggy shapes were moving in the faux glass on the wall. So he's in Judy's office. <clears throat> and then it goes through a little dialogue, and it says, the foggy shapes in the faux glass were sharpening, had become more distinct. And then some more dialogue. Uh, Moody, Judy's losing his mind. And then it says, uh, so stupefy was used. And it says, Moody was thrown backward onto the office floor. Harry was still staring at the place where Moody's face had been. Saw Albus Dumbledore, Professor Snape, and Professor McGonagall looking back at him out of the faux glass. So he didn't see the whites of the eyes. But he saw um, them. But he saw them moving, moving and sharpening. So mm. I was... Coming into focus. But I just like that. Like, yeah, like that's foreshadowing to that, I think. Yeah, Judy was so focused. So those three must be the figures that are moving in there right now. I bet. And that uh, Judy was so focused on Harry and whether uh, Voldemort forgave the Death Eaters that he didn't, that he he dropped his uh, paranoia uh, for a second. He wasn't focused on it. And his wall came down a little bit. He he got got. Yeah. So on the Harry Potter fandom wiki, there's just, there's like a little page on Saturn. There's not a whole lot here, but it says significance in divination. According to Sybil Trelawney, Saturn has a baleful influence when it is in a prominent position at the time of a person's birth, causing dark hair, short height, and tragic losses early in life. So perfect for our Harry. (laughs) But there was also another article that I found on the lexicon, and this one is super awesome. They actually put together a birth chart for Harry Potter 
Um, and they estimated or guessed based on like their conclusions that they found that they think he was born at 5 p.m. on the 31st of July in 1980. So they put all the placements of like all of the um, uh, constellations and everything and like gave all of this what it means. I don't understand any of it, but there's a little interpretation section and I will post this link so that people who are super into astrology and stuff can like read this. But it says, interpretation, um, he is destined to make a splash. With eight planets splashed across the southern hemisphere of the chart, Harry was clearly born to make a big impact on the world. This top-heavy chart is usually present in politicians, religious leaders, and others in the public eye. Add to this the triple threat of Harry's sun, moon, and ascendant, an ascendant each representing a different fire sign, Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius, respectively, and you have a fiery force to be reckoned with. An overall chart, an overall view of the chart indicates a complex person who is brave, proud, spirited, honest, generous, loyal, self-centered, but caring, mm -hmm. fated for fame, likely to inherit legacies from dead loved ones, friendly yet temperamental, more sensitive and dreamy than he lets on, vengeful, emotional, and darkly brooding at times. Which is, like, mm. so hairy. And I just thought that, I don't know, just, like, me looking up Saturn, like, brought this up. And I'm like, well, this is really cool because it has to do with, like, where the planets align whenever he was born. I like and it. And they talk about it a lot. So there's, like, a ton more. Like, this article is super, super long. I was trying. I know that there was a little section that mentioned Saturn. Harry's Venus is in Gemini in the seventh house, training Pluto in the tenth house, opposing Neptune in the first house, and squaring Saturn in the ninth house. Wow. Harry has a variety of conflicting issues to deal with when it comes to romantic relationships. The placement of Venus in harmony with Mars gives every indication that Harry is very interested in having a girlfriend and someday a wife. He wants and needs a stable influence to love him and the recipient of all the love he has to give in return. But with Pluto's influence on Venus, Harry's not likely to date too many girls or play the field in pursuit of the right partner, which I thought was cool. And then Saturn is reserved... Saturn, hold on, all the factors in Harry's chart point toward him falling for a girl who's assertive, so it figures that Harry would look for love on the Quidditch pitch. However, Saturn, the planet of restrictions, in reserved Virgo at odds with Harry's Venus gives Harry shyness and inhibition around girls he is attracted to. Saturn's hold on Venus does not exactly help Harry to see himself as a social magnet. So it, like, is talking about how Saturn plays a role in his, um in his love life. I'm going to post it, though, so anybody who wants to, like, go super in-depth with it can read it, and I thought that it was really cool. Um, That's boss. <laughs> so, as Harry says that he wants to, you know, have a quick death in divination, Ron actually catches his eye for the first time in what feels like forever, and he looks like he almost wanted to laugh. And I said, just laugh, Ron. That was sad, but kind of funny. See, I feel like in this moment, like it needs to be like, like slow mo '80s movie, yes. like some kind of song play when their eyes like laugh. Oh my god! <laughs> right? I know. I know. Somebody choose a song, please, <laughs> listeners. Choose the song that should play, like an '80s love ballad. <laughs> some kind of like Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> 
So after divination, he quickly runs down to dinner, and him and Hermione are then off to find another classroom. Um, but Peeves comes and crashes the party and attracts Filch, and then Harry and Hermione head back to the common room to finish practicing, and it wasn't until 2 a.m. that he was finally getting it. He was worried about how far away it would be, but Hermione assures him that that doesn't matter. It just has to do with his concentration. No pressure. Which I think is really awesome, though, because, like, say you're, I mean, like, obviously it's going to take longer for the object to get to you if it's further away, but, like, it really doesn't matter. As long as you're concentrating that hard on it, it'll come to you eventually. What if it's, like, cool. in another country and you just, like, accioed something small and then, like, five days later it comes <laughs> flying and you, like, totally <laughs> forgot that you even summoned it at all? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so he goes to bed and he because of, like, how much he was practicing with Hermione, his panic had kind of subsided. But then he woke up and it returned immediately in the morning. Um, Has anyone had that, like, when you're, like, yes. you have a presentation or something, and you're just, something you're dreading, and then it's the day of, and you're like, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I think of our, like, sophomore and junior reviews in college, where mm-hmm. we had to, like, present all of our work, and then mm-hmm. it was based on that day, whether we passed that year or not. Like, it was so intense. I faced many dragons that day. Oh, god. <laughs> So it was like me when I did my hair school, when I got my license, I was so like, I was, I wanted to vomit going in there. But the second I walked in the door and I was like, whatever happens, like I literally was setting up to do the test. I was like, I'm cool. Whatever. Like it was weird. Like very calm once I walked into the room. Yeah. A switch goes off sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lessons were stopping midday for everybody so that they could get down to the task in time. And time was, like, moving really oddly for Harry today. So, like, he was in his first lesson, and then all of a sudden he was, it was just, like, it zoomed by, and then he went to his next lesson, and out of nowhere he was just walking into lunch. And it was, like, it was just all a blur, but kind of, like, a choppy blur, which I, like, totally get. Mm-hmm. I And it's it's that, like, fear that you have that does that to you. I've had those days. Um McGonagall comes and gets Harry and says that he needs to go down to the grounds now for the task. I don't even think he really ate. Poor, like, poor kid. I would be dying. Um, Hermione wishes him good luck, and he follows McGonagall, who seems just as anxious as Hermione. Like, poor McGee. She clearly doesn't want him to be in this situation, but she knows that, like, her hands are tied here. She can't really, she doesn't really have a say in it. Would you say that she's dancing with her hands tied? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Taylor Swift. That era's over as of tonight. Okay. You don't know that. What if she's announcing her retirement? Oh, oh my god. She's not. I know. I just know. Um, I, and, okay, so I love this McGonagall right here. She puts her hand on Harry's shoulder. And this is just, like, very motherly. And says, now don't panic. Just keep a cool head. We've got wizards standing by to control the situation if it gets out of hand. The main thing is just to do your best, and nobody will think any the worse of you. Are you all right? Would this have calmed anybody? Um, very mm-hmm. briefly, and then immediately I would have been like, I'm facing a dragon. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 Like, I think that her intention was there, but at the same time, nobody will think any worse of you. Do you know the students that go to your school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, will. Yeah, really, though. Yeah, I don't know. 
But um, she see she shows him then to the <laughs> erected tent, um, and says that he has to wait there with the other champions, and then wait his turn. And Mister Bagman is in there, and he will tell him the procedure. She like is careful with her words there too, because I think she doesn't want to like give too much away, because yeah. she's all about the rules. You what know, if he make- was like, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Floor was sitting in a corner. Was she a, sitting on the floor? Yeah. On a no, on a low wooden stool. Oh, okay. And she looked pale and clammy. Victor Crumb looked surlier than usual usual. And Cedric was pacing. But when Harry entered, Cedric did give him a small smile. Yeah, that's the puff way. I think that Cedric is super encouraging. And I just like I really like him. Badger's for light sparkled when he smiled. Yes. No, he sparkles okay. after he dies. Oh, okay. okay. But then he lives forever. Yeah, right? See? It's like he... Forever. He gets, he gets the better end here. So Bagman was happy to see Harry, like super happy to see Harry, and told him to make himself at home. Um, he was wearing his old Wimborne Wasps robes again, and I loved the description of Bagman because it just made me laugh. It says, Bagman looked somehow like a slightly overblown cartoon figure standing amid all the pale-faced champions. Yeah, Bagman, because you don't got to go out there and fight a dragon. You just got to judge it. (laughs) All fun and games. Well, it, like, literally is to him. He's just all about this because he wants to bet money on stuff and make more money, and, oh, Bagman. I'm not a fan of him. I don't like him either. He's shady. He is shady. Yeah, he's pretty shady. Attention, dear Swishers, ADS, and here we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> adventures out there. Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every single cup with Expedition Roasters? They're artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees, so you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each theme bag features custom artwork by a guest artist that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen, your office, or wherever you want. So try one of their premium wizarding roasts like Booksmart Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, or Big Hearted Butterscotch. All of their coffees are certified gluten and allergen free, so start your coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com and use coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Brew your happy place. Yeah. Katie, people were asking you to do your voice. Oh my god, for your happy place. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I tried, what did I order myself? The tea. The dark side roast, which was very delicious. And then I ordered two teas, the practically perfect, and is it second third of the right? I think that's what it's called. I think so. Whatever the Peter Pan one is. But I've only tried. And straight on till morning. The practically perfect. It was good. I didn't get to drink it how I normally would, but I did enjoy it. So, uh, the dark side one, so good. You like? We should it? have that tomorrow. Yes. Oh, should we? Yeah, you can bring it over to my house. <laughs> All right. Buy your own coffee. Today's yes. show is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> Audible's offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. You just have to go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast. Um, 
Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. You can even get all seven of the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts, Quidditch Through the Ages, and more. I listen to the Harry Potter books all the time on Audible on my long drives to and from work, and when you sign up, you get one audiobook for free. So you can pick whichever book you would like. To download your free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swish flick cast. Good job. Woohoo! Audibletrial.com forward slash swish flick That made me think of those old Yahoo commercials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. I couldn't remember what it was from, but it pulled from somewhere in the back Yahoo. of my head. Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Meg and I, uh, Pretty much started dating on Yahoo Messenger, so yeah, we did. Shout out to Yahoo! Whoa! Oh. <laughs> I little... got a shout out AIM. That's how I found Marty. Didn't know his phone See? number. Didn't know his name. Found him on AIM. Hashtag Internet for Life. <laughs> Tell people what you call them. The Irishman. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay, guys, our buddy Bagman. He's there to tell these champions what they have to do. As if they don't already know, because everybody cheats. So they oh, have to pick... What? No, they don't. <laughs> don't they know. do. They have to pick out of a bag, and they're going to get a small model of the thing they will be facing, and their task is to collect the golden egg from whatever this thing was. So Cedric looks green. Floor is just on the floor. She's given up. <laughs> I can't stand you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fleur and Crumb were just silent. Um, And Harry wonders if they're worried they would be sick if they opened their mouths, because that's certainly how he feels, but at least they volunteered for this. He did not. And Mm -hmm. in no time, there's hundreds upon hundreds of pairs of feet you could hear filing into, what is this, a stadium? Mm -hmm. Um, And it seemed like a second later, Bagman pulls out the purple bag, and it's time for them to pick their dragons. Or whatever it is. What kind of a ding was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> pretty bad. It was touching. So Fleur picks the Welsh green. She shows no sign of surprise, and Harry is immediately like, "Yep." Maxime warned her. Uh, Crumb pulls out the Chinese fireball. Ooh. <laughs> Doesn't even blink. Cedric gets the Swedish short snout, and then that leaves Harry with the Hungarian horn tail. Of course. What's that boy? <laughs> What's that boy? I do love that scene. What yeah. if, like, what if Fleur was, like, <gasps> like, pretended and acted so horribly? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The part of that scene that does that. bother me, though, is when Harry goes to reach into the bag and, like, apparently the dragons are, like, alive and smoking. He's like, ah! right. They're nipping. Yeah. Yip, yip, but yip. they do move, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. So it's... they could have bit him, Katie. No, it's it's just Deanna Radcliffe's mm. noise I don't like. That's all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Bagman asks Harry if he could have a quick word, pulls him out of the tent, and he's like, can I get you anything? Do you have a plan? No one would know if I helped you. And Harry's like, I'm fine. Even though he also wonders... Why does he keep telling people this? Because he's never been less fine. Um, but he's saved by the whistle that goes off for Cedric mm-hmm. to start his task. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Quote, it was worse than Harry could have ever imagined sitting there and listening. Bagman's commentary made everything much, much worse. 
So just imagine, like, you know what's out there. He's seen these dragons. But here, you're gonna hear, like, the roaring, and then, like, the crowd gasping, and then you hear Bagman, like, Whoa, that was a near miss! It has to be awful. I would probably vomit. I don't even know what I would do. I would but... projectile, for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> Cedric survives. Oh, good. So does Fleur. So does Crumb. They all get through. Um, but So clearly Harry's doomed. Clearly, because mm. he's so much younger mm-hmm. than them. But uh, another passage from the book. He felt much more aware of his body than usual, very aware of the way his heart was pumping fast and his fingers tingling with fear. Yet at the same time, he seemed outside of himself, seeing the walls of the tent and hearing the crowd as though from far away. Yes. He thinks a similar thing when he's going to Voldemort in Seven. Yes, he does. Yeah, he, that must he, be like, how he feels about how he to his death. amazing the human body is, and how he never appreciated like everything that he was doing, like the way that his heart was and stuff like that. Yeah. Ooh. Have you ever like, had a moment like this though? Even if it's not like I've never been faced with fighting a dragon for God's sake, but like there's been moments where like my anxiety is really high and like you just become so self-aware of like, like so many different things yeah it's really weird yeah, yeah. I've, I've had moments where i've like noticed like you just sit and like your heart beating and yeah i've just noticed things that. you don't notice time all the time. time yeah if you slow down to take the time to appreciate it um but when he gets up poor harry feels like his legs are made of marshmallow i've also mm-hmm. had that feeling before Um, And he heads out of the tent when the whistle blows. I'll read another passage from the book. He saw everything in front of him as though it was a very highly colored dream. There were hundreds (laughs) of hundreds of faces staring down at him from the stands that had been magic there since he'd last stood on the spot. And there was the horntail at the other other end of the enclosure, crouched low over her clutch of eggs, her wings half-furled, her evil yellow eyes upon him, a monstrous, scaly, black lizard, thrashing her spiked tail, leaving yard-long gouge marks in the hard ground. The crowd was making a great deal of noise, but whether friendly or not, Harry didn't know or care. It was time to do what he had to do, to focus his mind entirely and absolutely upon the thing that was his only chance. We get the Accio Firebolts. See, it makes me that. sad. Accio Firebolts. She just wants to protect her babies. Oh, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I wrote I don't like in this. the book. I was like, I wonder how Hermione feels like because she's so on about like health, health, house elves rights right now. So like, how do you feel about them basically using and kind of abusing these dragons? I know. Like, they're only again, like you're saying, trying to defend their young. Yeah, it makes me mad. It makes me mad. Like it makes me mad with the dragon that's kept in Gringotts. Yeah. I have to say that I don't think that the wizarding world in general is very... They don't care about creatures. No, they don't seem to care. And you can tell that thanks to our good old buddy Amos Diggory and how he treats Winky. You can also see it a lot. The Snidget, yeah. With Fantastic Beasts. I mean, before Newt Newt changed everything. I mean, literally, he... I mean, there's still people, obviously, who don't get it yeah but he's but he changed the first one he yeah. tried, he started to he's the only reason why people would ever think to like protect them at all right before that yeah. it was just like whatever that's Shout crazy. out to newt yeah newt scamanda oh scamanda, scamanda. 
So Harry seemed to be looking at everything around him through some sort of shimmering, transparent barrier like a heat haze. So this kid is nervous. Like, just shaken to his core. Yeah, just, just on another level. But then he hears his firebolt speeding through the air. It stops right next to him. He jumps on. He knows that the crowd is loud and Bagman is shouting something but his ears don't seem to be really working anymore because listening's not important. Like, his, as it was stated before, like, it was time to do what he had to do. Very Gryffindor. Time to buckle down, get it done. So as soon as he soars in the air, he leaves his fear behind as well. This is just another Quidditch match. Um, the Horntail's fire is just another bludger to dodge. Like, it's no big deal anymore, which I love this because if you try to relate something... To, to something, something you, you love. No, you're good at. Yeah, it's just, again, it just becomes another game. Um, and, but I like Bagman here. He's like, Great Scott, he can fly. Are you watching <laughs> this, Mr. Crumb? So Harry's like trying to get the horn tail dizzy. Um, she actually does hit him with her spiked tail and it rips open his robes. I'm assuming there's like blood all over the place, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's just like, yeah. Whatever, it stings a little, but it doesn't seem deep. I can still keep going. I mean, the kid has, you know, had no bones in his arm, and he's swallowed a snitch, and God knows what else. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he realizes that this dragon's not leaving the ground. She's way too protective of her eggs. Um, so he's, like, slowly flying higher and higher, just out of reach of her tail, just so he can dodge away from her fire. And finally, after he's teasing her forever, she takes off, and that's when Harry just, you know, probably does one of his wonky feints dives straight for the eggs and he gets it and it was like someone just turned the volume back up the crowd is screaming and they're applauding as loudly as the irish supporters at the world cup oh what a good correlation way to go harry silence (laughs) hold on i gotta situate myself i have a very hot laptop on my lap Wait, is it Dragonfire hot. hot? Could be. Could be. <sighs> now, Harry got that egg, baby! <laughs> Go Harry! Back Go Harry! reminds everyone that Harry is the youngest champion and he got the egg the quickest. Um, which makes me think, I wonder how long it took for the fireball to get there. And then he did this whole flying thing. Yeah. And yet he was still faster than everyone else. So uh, in come the dragon tamers. Harry um, flew to the beckoning Mick G, Judy, and Hagrid. And before I go on, I forgot why we call him Judy. What's the J from? Junior. Junior. Oh, okay. I'm like, why is it a J and not an F? He can't be a foodie foodie? and we can't call him booty, so... (laughs) Why would he be? Oh, because Barty. Yeah. He could have cooties. He could be cootie. Oh my god. Um, so Harry is very happy, uh, and he's very relieved that he survived. And so he walks in, and um, McGonagall says to him, that was excellent, Potter. Which, from her, is basically her extravagant praise. Because she doesn't do that. She usually just takes a thousand points for you from sneezing. <laughs> Achoo, oh ben, no. you sneezed. <laughs> so he's moved over to Madame Pomfrey so she can check him over um, before he sees what the judges give him for his scores. And as he's like going over there, Hagrid is over the moon for Harry because he faced the horn tail, which Charlie Slash Ed said was the worst one. 
And then Judy looked very pleased as well. His magical eye was dancing in his socket. And I said, his plan was working. (laughs) And that's why he is so happy. So Harry pops into the first aid tent to get looked over and fixed up. And so reading from the book, dragons, she said in a disgusting tone, pulling (laughs) Harry inside. The tent was divided into cubicles. He could make out Cedric's shadow through the canvas, but Cedric didn't seem to be badly injured. He was sitting up at least. Madame Pomfrey examined Harry's shoulders, talking furiously all the while. Last year, Dementors. This year, Dragons. What are they going to bring into the school next year? Umbridge, which is worse than both of those. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. You're very lucky. This is quite shallow. It'll need cleaning up before I heal it, though. So then she puts some, like, purple liquid on it that smokes and stings him and then pokes his shoulder and voila! It seems like it's magic or something because it's healed. And then she's like, she tells him to sit for a minute and then he can go and get his results. But he's like, okay, bye. So um, he didn't really want to sit and wait because that's not how Harry rolls. And he was too hopped up on adrenaline. And then, so he's like going to leave. And then his besties come into the tent before he could get out of it. Um, Ron and Hermione. And so Hermione was thrilled telling Harry he was brilliant um, and she must, he noticed she must have been clutching her face because she had nail marks on her face, which I'm like, that Ooh. would be me. Well, I would be like flipping out. The next part I'm going to read would be me. So I'm going to oh, read okay. from the chapter a little bit and it says, uh, you were brilliant. You were really amazing. You're, you really were. But Harry was looking at Ron, who was very white and staring at Harry <laughs> as though he were a ghost. Ah, young love. (laughs) Harry, he said very seriously, whoever put your name in that goblet, I I reckon they're just trying to do you in. It was as though the last few weeks had never happened, as though Harry were meeting Ron for the first time, right after he'd been made champion. Caught on, have you, said Harry coldly. Took you long enough. Hermione stood nervously between them, looking from one to the other. Ron opened his mouth uncertainly. Harry knew Ron was about to apologize, and suddenly he found he didn't need to hear it. It's okay, he said, before Ron could get out the words. Get the words out. (laughs) Forget it. No, said Ron. I should have. Forget it, said Harry. Ron grinned nervously at him, and Harry grinned back. Hermione burst into tears. (laughs) There's nothing to cry about, Harry told her, bewildered. You two are so stupid, she shouted, stomping her foot (laughs) on the ground, tears splashing down her front. Then, before either of them could stop her, she had given both of them a hug and dashed away, now positively howling. Barking mad, said Ron, shaking his head. Harry, come on, they'll be putting up your scores. But a thousand percent, that would be me. Yeah, I would definitely call them stupid, too. But I would also be crying. (laughs) I said, Hermione is me. I would also probably be crying. Harry and Ron's are friends again. Woo, 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 woo. Think there will be some rare action in the dorms tonight? Oh, my God. Definitely. 100%. I forgot I didn't actually want to read that. (laughs) (laughs) Too risque. (laughs) You want to take it out? No, I did. So Harry gathers his egg, firebolt, and his feelings. (laughs) They walk out to get his scores. Every time you say fireball, it sounds like you're saying fire belt. Fireball. Well, I say fireball. 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 Flying in the sky. Fireball. Fireball. 
hope I don't. I don't remember die. how my song. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. How did the beginning go? Oh, I don't remember. Who knows your madness? Honest to God, this is why I'm single because I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy and I found someone, so it's bound to happen to everybody. <laughs> uh, that's true. All right. I, I too am not normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out hope that Taylor Swift will notice me and I'll marry her. Well, Just as long kidding. as we're still friends, then I can be friends with her and I would be okay with that. <laughs> no, the second Taylor Swift and I start dating, I'm going to drop everybody. <laughs> I will track you down. Bye. <laughs> What's going on? So, reading from the book. Oops. <laughs> this is Ron talking. You are the best, you know. No competition. Cedric did this weird thing where he transfigured a rock on the ground, turned it into a dog. He was trying to make the dragon go for the dog instead of him. Well, it was a pretty cool bit of transfiguration, and it sort of worked because he did get the egg, but he got burned as well. The dragon changed its mind halfway through and decided it would rather have him than the Labrador. He only just got away. And that Fleur girl tried her, this sort of charm. I think she was trying to put it into a trance. Well, that kind of worked too. It went all sleepy, and then it snored, and this great jet of flame shot out, and her skirt caught on fire. She put it out with a bit of water out of her wand. And Crumb, you won't believe this. He didn't even think of flying. He was probably the best after you, though. Hit it with some sort of spell right in the eye. Only thing is, it went trampling around in agony and squashed half the real legs. They took marks off for that. He wasn't supposed to do any damage to them. That makes me really sad. Poor baby dragons. Yes. I'm not okay yeah. with any of this. Yeah. All <sighs> right. Now it's time for the score. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> you are on a whole new level right now. <laughs> So, Madame Maxine gives him an eight. Woo, 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 woo. That's lame. Crouch Senior gives him a nine. Woo, 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 woo. I'll give you an eight. Eight. I'll give you a nine. Nine. Doubler gives him also a nine. Nine. <laughs> Ludo Bagman, of course, gives him a ten. Woo, 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 woo. Kakarot. Woo, 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 woo. Gives him a four. Like, but, what? Dude. <laughs> And Ron was not pleased. Karkaroff gave Crumb a 10. Buy a smudge, bro? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's killed. lame. He killed and smashed some eggs. Harry didn't do any of that. Was faster than your bro, Crumb. On a broom, no less. And he's the Quidditch star. I mean, was over that. <laughs> Who are you looking at while you're talking? <laughs> the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's my audience. So, like, if I don't look at it, I won't, my voice won't go to it. I hear okay. you. Does that make any you. sense? Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Tiffany. Sarah. Reading again from the book, but Harry didn't care. He wouldn't have cared if Karkaroff had given him a zero. Ron's indignation on his behalf was worth a hundred points to him. Aww. He didn't tell Ron this, of course, but his heart felt lighter than air. <clears throat> as he turned to leave the enclosure, that almost gets me a little choked up. They're best friends again. Happier than he's been in a while. Ron's in his corner. He survived the first task. And it seemed more of the school was now back on his side too. He didn't give two hoots about those lame Slytherins because he knew that they would never be in his corner because he knew they were going to. Here's my thing. All y'all people that were wearing buttons and all that other garbage... I don't need your support. You can take it packing because that's not cool. I mean, I don't know if he really cares about that. I think the most part is that like he's got his best. No, I care about it. 
lame. This no, lame. thing is like he doesn't care if they support him or not. Like you do you. I don't give. Like I no, got my best I'm friend. Saying, I don't care what Harry thinks right now. I'm thinking about me. If I was him. Let's talk about me, baby. Baby. Let's talk about me and baby. Let's talk about all the cool things that I've done with my life. Let's talk about me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Katie, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say it's cute that he says, like, he didn't tell around this, of course. But I just want to say, if you want to tell somebody something nice, you should tell them. Because it could change their whole day. I agree. Oh, that's true. Or you love somebody. I like... You appreciate somebody. You should tell them. I really think that that's that's a guy thing sorry to all the guys out there but like they just like don't talk to people talk to people i'm a female and i don't talk to people you talk sometimes Eh. it's overrated (laughs) you talk my ear off yeah but i only do that so you'll give me more time with your baby oh my god she's just so cute all right so Drink. <laughs> Just kidding. My favorite Weasley, Charlie. But legitimately, I think he's my favorite. Cheer up, Come- Charlie. <laughs> Come <laughs> tells Harry he's that probably he's probably sad. All his dragon eggs are gone. Okay. Can I read now? <laughs> no. Sorry, sir. No. <laughs> so Charlie comes and tells Harry that he tied for first place with crumb of the crumb of Victor. And Harry needs to stick around because Bagman wants a word in the champion's tent. So Harry goes back into the tent feeling better about it this time. Um, he thought back to how he felt while dodging the horn tail and compared it to the long wait before he wait- walked out to face it. There was no comparison. The wait had been immeasurably worse. And I said, in my own thinking of thoughts, the anxiety thinking about the event and what might happen or, like, what can go wrong, etc., is always worse, at least usually for me, more so than the act of the thing anyways. And then I wrote, Worrying means you suffer twice, because Mr. Newt Scamander said that. I love Wonderful it. Quotes. So true. But, I mean, that is a thousand percent true. I once had, when I worked at JCPenney's in the salon, this girl was talking about her daughter and her anxiety. She goes, she's like, I read somewhere, she's like, you're not actually worried about... Like, it's the thinking that makes you anxious. And, like, the thinking of everything, like, not the actual event. And I was like, oh, God, like, the more I think about it, it's, like, me thinking, the thinking of what could happen and what is this. She's like, you can't really control any. Anyways, going back to Harry Potter. Anxiety sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the champs are all together. Because uh, we are the champions, my, my friends. friends. So Cedric is covered in orange goop that's healing his burns. And I like because he tells Harry he's a good one. And Harry's like, same broski. <laughs> Clinking their beers. Just kidding. Clinking but I did eggs. like that little um, exchange between the two. So Ludo congratulates them all and tells them that they have a long break until the next task. And I said uh, February 24th. Which, uh, can we talk about how freaking cold the lake is going to be in February? Right. I think they did that I on purpose. I never thought about that. Sheesh. Also, aren't all the tasks on the 24th of the month? I think so. It's weird to me. What does but 24 what? mean? Did anybody look up what, it? does that, like, number mean something? I don't oh, know. I didn't I... look anything up. <laughs> and the golden eggs that they have in their possession that were gifted from Wonka, um... <laughs> <laughs> 
they're clues. So they will tell you what the second second task will be. Task will be, and that way they can prepare themselves for it. So there's um, an article on the Moore Potter um, called "Explore the Story," and it's the golden egg. Are you not going to load? Okay, thank you. So it's an item, obviously, from the Triwizard Tournament, and it contains a valuable clue. And so under the um, Golden Egg Fact Files, it does say, from Willy Wonka. I'm just kidding, it doesn't say that. <laughs> but I want to know! I actually make that joke in the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I want to feast, I want to bean feast. So magical properties, it sings when opened in water. Um, and if it's not in water, it just screams. Just like me. <laughs> cool. I looked the up per- 24. Okay, go ahead. Okay, two things. One, there's somebody also asked, is 24 a special number? And if you click it, it says, 24 is the is the natural number following 23 and preceding <laughs> 25. <laughs> you know what's better than 24? 25. No. What's that from? SpongeBob. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Get sorry, out, everybody. Bye. Angel SpongeBob. number keeps coming up. Angel number. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. But it says the angel number 24 is an indication that whatever you are doing now is getting you closer to your goals. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Makes sense. Each task does bring him closer to uh, Moldy Voldy. You think about it, each task brings all of them closer to death. Oh my god. You are out of control. <laughs> well, you always think like you're someone. <laughs> there's a tweet or something on the internet that was like, think about it. You're one day closer to finding like the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And then someone was like, yeah, you're also closer to death. And I, every time I see it, I die of laughter. No pun intended. Uh... So the purpose of the golden egg, it gives the Triwizard Champions an important clue about the second task. And then who did it belong to? Cedric Diggory, Fleur de Lacour, Harry Potter, and Victor Crumb. And then it kind of just has other things that have to do with this time period of Harry Potter's life. There's a cool still, I'll grab it, that's face-to-face with a dragon. Which is like a illustration of Harry and um, the Horntail. So I'm going to copy and paste that into the doc so we can have it. And we could post it for y'all to look at. Because I enjoy so that Pottermore cool. makes those stuff. So Harry, um, like, oh, they now can leave. So they're going back to, like, wherever they're going. And Harry and Ron go back to the castle. And Harry wants to hear all of the details of the champions um, when an annoying witch pops out from the uh, trees. And it was Rita Skeeter. Gross. Mm, Rita? So she- <laughs> Rita! I'll read a Skeeter. I hope trees. you don't. She probably was fluttering around like the little beetle of a oh. nasty girl she is. Oh. <laughs> can you tell I don't care for her? I can So tell. she was wearing acid green robe vomit. Acid. And, um she wasn't wearing vomit, but I think acid green <laughs> robes would not be flattering. Especially on me. And she had her quick quick quote quill in her hand. And she says, "Congratulations, Harry." She said, beaming at him. "I wonder if I could have a, or I wonder if you could give me a quick word. How are you feeling facing? How you felt facing the dragon? How you feel now about the fairness of the scoring?" And then he goes, "Yeah, you can have a word." 
goodbye. And I said, yes, <laughs> He's so savage. I love it. About to get even more savage. Seven. Nope. Five. What are numbers? <laughs> so cool. I do have a lightning bolt question. Are you ready? Cool. Yes. Cool. 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 I'm here so, for it. My body's ready. My body's ready. So at the beginning of this task, Cedric Degree chose to change a rock into a dog. And if Dragon no. killed the dog, does it turn no. back into a rock? <laughs> oh my god. Or is it just a dead dog? It's always gonna Stop. be a rock. It's always gonna be a rock if that's what it started as. That's my answer. I like that. But oh I, gosh. Yeah, but you're like, I'm, it's a legitimate question. Like, how I can't does it... think about it. I can't think about it. And then if anyone's ever watched Seventh Heaven, where she, the episode was happy, you're going to be a dead dog. And then dog pretends to die. Why? Yeah. All right. Why? Well, we have some lightning bolt questions from our patrons. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I honestly... Do you literally think it would turn back into a rock? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, the magic would die. The magic yes. would die. Good answer. All right. If you guys were a Hogwarts champion, would you give the other Hogwarts champions the heads, the other Hogwarts champion, the heads up about the dragon? Hands down. Yes. 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 Yeah. I'd feel too Meg's guilty. like, no! <laughs> Meg, you're such a freaking cheater. How's that cheating? If, I mean, I didn't, like, seek out the answer, but if it was given Listen to me, to I would her- take that oh. advantage. I see your green headband, you snake. Ooh! Yeah, got it on. No shame. No shame. No shame. No shame. Oh my gosh. You cracked me up, but I figured you would say that. <laughs> what would Harry what if have? It was one of us. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> if it was like a friend, if it was an actual she friend, think about I would. It. But like. Well, I was originally thinking, like, Harry-Cedric relationship. No. I would not have. Not even, like, no question oh. I wouldn't have. But if it how was another friend, I would have. How would you feel if it was reversed, though? Like, how would you feel if you were Cedric and Harry didn't tell you? Oh, she would and be so, so mad. You were yeah. the only one, like, you walk into that and you're blind and everyone else knows, you know you're what like, I mean? I what the task it. is. You couldn't just tell me. Like, we're in the same you would be school. He's not oh, obligated God, to tell me. Doesn't matter. Should do a kindness, Meg. You should do a kindness. I mean, I would understand if he didn't because I wouldn't have. Oh my god, get out! You would be so mad. You would. You'd be livid. No, I wouldn't. Don't roll your eyes at me, ma'am. Tiffany, you're correct. She'd be. She'd be so mad. She'd be so mad. <laughs> what would Harry have done if he didn't figure out how to get his firebolt? He probably would have gotten eaten. <sighs> oh, he would have. Oh. Ooh. Okay. He would have eaten some of Fred and George's candy. Ooh. Nosebleed, vomiting, something. Oh, to something get out of what it. What if he gave him the canary creams and he turned the dragon into a canary? <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> oh, gosh. I would, yep. maybe he would have, like, tried Aguamenti and, like, shot it at its mouth. Made it go all oh. smoky. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I probably just would have, like, hid for my life. Oh my god. Do you think he could have accioed the egg? I feel uh, like there probably, would probably not. Be. Or like, maybe. Like, maybe. What if they didn't think, like, what if the people that did it, so the judges and stuff, whoever set up the actual task, was like, no one's actually going to try that because it's too simple. <laughs> so he's thinking, it's so simple, it's going to work. I mean, that's I like accurate. It. it could happen. I like that. 
possible. <laughs> what would you do to get the egg? I would bet my pretty eyelashes at the dragon and they would fall so in love with me they'd just step aside. I would conjure a donkey because we know that donkeys and dragons get along very well. And they would fall in love and then I could grab the egg. (laughs) Hashtag God, you're amazing. I would walk up to it and I would say, hello, Burb. Can I have your egg? And they would say yes. Burb? And if you don't if you don't know what Hello Burb is, please go onto the internet or watch John Oliver. I don't know what I, I would do. I kind of feel like I would probably just, like, throw Jinx at it and stuff and make it even more angry, and then it would, like, kill me. Oh, <gasps> jeez. <laughs> I, I think I, I would try to distract it by being like, yo, dragon, look behind you, <laughs> there's the Pope or something, and then the dragon would turn around. And while I was distracted by the looking pope. for something that's not there, I would snatch up the egg. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what Sarah would do, right? She'd be like, "Yeah, dick, 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 dick." She would like, you could like magic a glove to tap it on the shoulder from behind, so it looks. Oh my god. Like Dumbledore's yeah. glove in Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Look up there. Psych! Gotcha egg! <laughs> gotcha egg! Alright, I think that that's all of the questions. Mm-hmm. Time for fan story? Do you story? guys have any? Oh yeah, sorry. Oh. Sorry, I got excited. I got uh, excited. Gosh. I was gonna ask what you would do. Somebody else asked it. Oh, I have a question. Well, uh, besides the, the dip and dough, what would you do to stop Cedric from going to class so you could talk to him? I would transform myself into Cho Chang. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would, like, magically tie his shoes together to make him trip. <gasps> I would, I would, uh, Akio his pants. <laughs> Oh my god, his whole troop of, like, fangirls would be like, woo! <laughs> they wouldn't leave him then. They would stay. Yeah, whoa, true. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you started. What, me? Doing what? Oh my god. I need, <laughs> I need favorite thing. a Marauders fanfiction where there's, like, a whole plague of the four of them just occupying people's pants throughout the halls. <laughs> <laughs> right oh it, my Katie. god, I should. Uh, I want it to be like a vine, though. Just right. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, like, well, I guess you could do both. Because if you, like, in England, they call underwear pants. So, like, <laughs> trousers or pants. Akio won both. Oh, my oh god. boy. That's called, like, an epic deep pants. Yeah, true. Okay. Any more questions? No. Why are you so obsessed with me? Why are you so upset with me? What Miss Rose says to everyone. <laughs> Fan story? Yes. Yep. Okay. So this one comes from Hannah Taylor. Hi, my name is Hannah. I'm a Hufflepuff. My wand is Rowan Wood with unicorn hair, 10 and 3 quarter inches, and slightly yielding. My Patronus is a dolphin, which I love. I've named her Jeannie. I am also a, Patrona- a dolphin Patronus, so twinsies. I can't remember exactly when I started liking Harry Potter, but I remember for a while the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber were all I had on VHS, so they're all I watched. During exams in year six, I read Half-Blood Prince as you could read a book when you were finished. We went to the midnight release of it, and the next day my mom wouldn't put it down. 
We started seeing Harry Potter at the cinema, starting with the Goblet of Fire, because we, my brothers and I, were too young before. I was terrified when Voldemort came out of that cauldron. Yeah, honestly. We only went to the cinema for Harry Potter and James Bond, so it's something we all looked forward to. My favorite character is Hagrid. Still upset Harry didn't name a child after him. Lily Ruby sounds nice, or even Albus Rubius. Oh, that's I like nice. that. I really like Ruby. Yeah, so do I. Mm-hmm. Ruby. The Order of the Phoenix is my favorite movie, although Umbridge always gets on my nerves, and Harry is so full of teenage hormones answering back, the mum and me co- comes out. And The Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite book. See? Super twinsies. I've always, I'm always listening to the audiobooks, as I don't have much time to sit and read, although I have read fan fictions. I'm now a single mom to a four-year-old girl. It's been a hard time on my own. My daughter has watched part of the Philosopher's Stone and always laughs and the, with the letters flying everywhere. She struggles with lots of things, and it's hard. We have no help at the moment, but Harry Potter really is something I can relax with, and this podca- podcast helps me through the week. Everything so, seems so much cooler in America. You it's, have the It's not. It's so much cooler where you are. <laughs> you have the amazing Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I've been to the studios, though, and it was amazing to see all the special effects and sets, etc. Lots of love, Hannah. Hannah is very active in our group. I see her all yes. the time. So mm-hmm. super huge thank you for, one, being a part of our community, and thanks to all mm-hmm. our listeners, obviously. And thank you for sharing your story. Also, yes. you're the cool one that lives in England. Yeah, so. honestly. <laughs> right. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, but thank you. That's, I love that story. Also, we love seeing updates on your daughter because she's super cute. She's so cute. Correct. All right. Swish and Flick podcast can be found on all the social media platforms. We are on Facebook at Swish and Flick podcast and Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick cast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube um, and join us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files, which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes. You also get to join us in Discord with our episodes as a patron, and you can listen along live while we record. And contribute. And contribute. Yeah, like, give us the fe- uh, the, uh, the Felix Files questions. <laughs> the lightning bolt questions. Um, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. Thank you to all of our current patrons. We really appreciate all of the support that you give us. Lastly, make sure that you check out our website, swishflickcast.com, to get all of our info compiled into one place, along with all of our merch. I like merch. I like merch. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany, what's going on? Well, as of today, I have 21 school days left, which is crazy. So crazy. I am going to be finishing up their kids' writing tests, and then we're done with tests for the rest of the year, and I'm so ready. So ready. And then, uh, you know, raising Alana. She uh, can pat her belly now when you ask her where her belly is. Oh. We play belly drums, and she's standing up when you hold her and stuff, and she's scooting backwards. Not crawling forward yet, but scooting backwards. So cute. Yes. And then, uh, you know, Sarah and I have that little thing going on together. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds dirty. Not dirty. Secret love affair. We're in love. Star Wars. Yeah. So doing uh, BB-8 radio. We have an episode out now. It's pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) It's on iTunes now, right? Yeah, it is on iTunes and Podbean. It's just for fun. Funsies. Um, Katie and I daily vlog. 
So you can check out our fun videos on YouTube at The Petrus Family. Yeah, if you want to follow along with all our crazy <laughs> everyday adventures. But sometimes they're crazy, sometimes it's just, you know, I cuddle with my cat. Yeah. Well, sometimes we do, like, little Q&As at the end. Some people ask us questions in the comments, and that if we have a slow day, that tends to be our content. Like, mm-hmm. we were... People asked us to tell our cats' adoption stories, so that's been the past couple videos, is Iggy and Teddy's adoption stories. People were interested in... So. Yep. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, also... Taylor Swift is releasing new music tonight. I'm psyched. And while we were recording, it was announced that a music video is dropping at midnight tonight. So I'm not going to bed. Nope. Is it my turn? Yep. What am I doing? BB-8 radio is a thing. I got some new books that I probably won't read. Like what? What do you mean? I mean, I just like buy books and then intend to read them. And then I get sucked back into the Harry Potter world. Always. Yes. No time to read for pleasure. Um, I'm having a party this weekend. I'm very excited about it. But I have to make mac and cheese for everyone. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going back to school. It all hinges on my sister and where she's going to go to school. So when I know more, I might tell you guys. Who knows? The world is my oyster. And I'm the pearl. Oh. <laughs> Those aren't clams, aren't they? Uh, no, oysters. No, they're in oysters. They're in oysters. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between an oyster and a clam? I don't know. Is that a joke? No, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Um, and then planning my friend's bachelorette party, which is fun and money costing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Busy little expensive. bee. Yeah. But it's fun. All fun times. It's my life. I lead a pretty boring life. I work and do this stuff. It doesn't sound boring at all. Stop being a Debbie. Did you know that feline AIDS is the number one killer of domestic cats? Yes. Here comes Debbie Donner. Also Game of Thrones. Guys, that's all I'm going to say. Oh yeah, Katie and I started Game of Thrones. We're on episode two. (laughs) We're real far. I think this last episode left me a mosh, and this one coming up, so the third episode of eight, season eight, um, I just don't think my heart can handle it. So, Also, like, just a shout out, I don't typically listen to podcasts, but Tiffany's friend does bend the knee. Well, both they're both her friends. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I listen to, like, their take after, like, the show. So they, like, watch it and then immediately record um, so that it's interesting to listen to s- hear what they have to say. And they've been crushing it on iTunes. So congratulations mm-hmm. to those guys because Ben the Knee is killing it. Congrats, yeah. boys. Crushing it. Yeah, so if you need a podcast to listen to that's about Game of Thrones, I recommend them. They're very yes. good. What else? We're recording more this weekend for you all. Yes. We are recording on Sunday for everybody so that the people who are in uh, the chat know that now. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. And we're going to get Panera. And I don't want a brioche bun. I don't want it. I didn't know we were getting Panera. That's news to me. Welcome well, we to the we text message. Breakfast. Yeah, that obviously means it's Panera. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't particularly care for their breakfast, but that's all right. Well, I can, can make a next sandwich and bring it over. You can't sit with us. Um, also, Avengers Endgame comes out this yes. weekend. 
So I'm I sure know a lot, a lot of so, people who no, have already seen listen, it. Yeah. If someone on Twitter ruins it for me, I will. That's cursed. Yeah. Tiffany. I mean, I will be so mad. So mad. Avenger stuff happens there. I just ruined it for you. You're dumb. <laughs> Everybody probably just dies. Yeah. Well, I just saw that there's spoilers um, for the newest Star Wars movie. So you know what I'm going to be watching. Oh my god. So I sent Sarah this trailer and it was like new extended teaser trailer for episode 9. And so it's like the completely the normal trailer. But then when Palpatine goes to laugh, it's like, oh, hey, Misa Misa. Oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, long rant about our lives. And things that are not Harry Potter. <laughs> Is that all for the greater good, my friends? I have, I have Valor. one question to ask our listeners. Sure. Are you peanut butter, jelly, or toast? You let us know. Is it bread. toast or bread? Bread. Well, bread. I toast my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now I really want one. Go make one. You're up till midnight anyway. Truth. Oh my gosh. Less <laughs> than two hours. Less than two hours. You can do it. I, I don't so, know if I can. I might you can do it, Brucey. I'm going to implode. Are you? For anybody who's in the chat right now, if you want to see where I'm at in my life right now, just like go to my Instagram and watch my Instagram story because I'm yours freaking are, out. Yours or Petra's family? My, well, both. I've stopped doing it on the Petra's family because I don't want to like annoy people, so I've decided to do it on my own. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know who Taylor Swift is. You better. I mean, who's Taylor Swift anyway? Isn't that her song? She died. Now she's back. But old Taylor, she's dead. She can't come to the phone right now. She can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Why? Because oh she's dead. Ooh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is called Me featuring Brendan Urie, who Tiffany didn't know. Can we talk about the fact that there's people that don't know who he is? Hey, I gotta I get, get off this episode. No, we need to end this. End this episode. Go ahead. You Jeff. end it. I'm waiting for you guys. <laughs> end game. Here we go. The end oh. game is near. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice. Hi. <laughs> was talking about our podcast to one of my co-workers who like likes Harry Potter but doesn't like not like our level you know what I mean yep gotcha so not that that's bad she's still a good person but you know not on our level and I was telling her I was trying to explain to her like our conversation we had about the the um cloak and I Mm. could just tell that it was going right over her head and I was like yeah, we're like nerd level times a thousand. Sorry, I should probably not. <laughs> oh, Sarah, are you done like struggling over there? She's like trying to still listen to us. I'm so confused. I'm so glad I witnessed that. <laughs> This is the night Taylor Swift made her announcement. <laughs> that Are probably exists. I spit a little bit and it got on my lips. 
I'm just drilling over Taylor Swift. I'm like so excited. My mouth is salivating. Okay. Give me new music. I'm not here. I'm not going to be up all night with you guys.
Oh, I thought that was you guys talking, saying that I sounded like Zoidberg. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. So, oh, Zoidberg. Um, if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 